Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, once again, I just want to uh, ask you to let me know if you have prayer requests or if you have any questions or feedback for me. Feel free to comment on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're at. I will do my best to answer you. If you want to send me a private message, you're more than welcome to do so. Right now, I'm going to start a series on... Uh, on hell and uh, want to speak about whether it's eternal or not and so to do that I'm going to uh, share my screen with you and go through a uh, uh, PowerPoint and we're just going to look at the scriptures and it's going to take us several sessions to do that so with that said I'm going to go right into it all right so here we go uh, hell is not eternal and first scripture we want to look at is 2 Timothy 1, verse 10. But now is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. So Jesus brought life and immortality to light. In other words, it was in darkness before. Jesus is going to bring it to light through the gospel. What is the gospel, and how does it bring life and immortality to light? Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. This is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve after that. He was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due season." So what is the gospel? The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then how that applies to us for our, the forgiveness of sins and our and our the resurrection of, of our inner man to new life in Christ. So how does he bring life and immortality to light? He conquered death by rising from the dead. So let's look at this, and uh, we're going to... Come here to uh, the immortal soul of all mankind. Is the soul of man immortal by default? So let's look at this. We understand the fall. God made man to be immortal. And then when he sinned, he promised him death. So he did sin. Death was the, the sentence of death was passed upon all mankind. So there's two words to speak of immortality in the Greek New Testament. One is undecaying and the other is deathlessness. Aptharsia is the one of the words that's incorruptibility. Generally is unending existence. Um, we, we find that in Romans 2 verse 7. To them who by patient continuance in the well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15, 53, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this 
Mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. That's 1 Corinthians 15.54. And then 52 of the same chapter. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Then 1 Peter 1 verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you so each of those verses speaking about immortality are speaking about um, something that believers receive something that we're blessed with so the other word that's used uh, in the greek is epthardos um, that speaks of undecaying First Peter one twenty three uses it being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which lives and abides forever. Neither of these words are ever applied to the state of a condemned sinner. Neither of those words are ever done used that way. That's important to understand. Uh, as we look at the scripture, we're going to look at First Timothy six sixteen who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So God alone has immortality. God alone has immortality. We don't have immortality by default. God gives to us immortality. And that's an important point to understand. God is immortal. Next, Jesus Christ is immortal. For as the Father has life in himself, so the Father is the source of the life. He is the life itself. So hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. So God gave to the Son to have life in himself so that the Son could give that life to us. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. First Corinthians 1.30 But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification. Brother Branham says this, and Christ is the mystery of God revealed. How do you get into Christ Jesus? By joining church? By a birth, by one spirit. First Corinthians 12. We are all baptized into one body. So it's by getting into Christ that you and I receive eternal life, that we receive immortality. Uh, we read here in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life is a gift. It's not the default of every human being. There's only one form of eternal life. Everything that had a beginning has an end, and things that have had no end, no beginning, has no end. But there's only one form of eternal life. That's in God. All other life has an end, but God has no end because he had no beginning. And we, being parts of God, have eternal life with God 
But everything that has any other type of life had a beginning. It has an end. Only the eternal things last. Now the word forever comes in a conjunction forever and ever. Forever is a space of time, but eternity is no begin or no end. It's just a perfect circle. There's no end to it at all. It's eternity forever. Like you see forever and for a conjunction forever, two spaces of time. But eternity and eternal life means the same thing. See, it's the same in the category that it had no beginning, neither does it have an end. It's forever the same. Ever was and ever will be the same. So let's, let's start to look um, at some of the definitions of eternal. Is this an important aspect of this as we look through the scripture? And, and discover is hell eternal. As Brother Branham was saying so uh, wonderfully in the, in the quote that we just read, the only thing that can be eternal is that which has no beginning and no ending, and that's only God. And so God passes his life on to his predestinated seed. That doesn't go to everyone. That only goes to the seed. And so here we look, an English definition, which Brother Branham applied to eternal, was no beginning and no ending. So we see in Thirsting for Life, the word eternal means eternity, which had no beginning and no ending. But let's examine the Greek words briefly. Uh, we're going to just get that started to examine those, and then we'll come to a close, because um, this is going to be, be lengthy. So the word, uh, is the word eternal, the same as the word immortal. So we look at this. The first one is ion. And when we're defining eternal, we're not defining our English definition, but we're defining our Bible definition. Okay? So looking back to the Greek. So here we have ion. Uh, and in the this is in the Strong's Concordance. It says properly an age, by extension, perpetuity, also passed by implication the world, specifically Jewish uh, messianic period. So you see, we see that uh, in the definition, uh, it's speaking of an age. And so as we look at the scripture, we should see how the scripture uses it and what it uses it in conjunction with to confirm the meaning that Strong's has. So let's look at some of these words, Colossians 1.26. Uh, let's let, we're just gonna just do a little um, uh, uh, process here. We're gonna insert the word eternal for this spot to see if it fits. So uh, even the this is Colossians one twenty six. Even the mystery which hath been hid from eternity and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, doesn't fit. It's been hid from the ages, a period of time. Ephesians 1.21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this eternity, but also in that which is to come. It doesn't work in this age, in this period of time, and also that which is to come. 2 Timothy 4, verse 10, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present eternity. No and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. So again, it's speaking of a period of time. But we speak the wisdom of God, 1 Corinthians 2, 7, in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before eternity unto our glory. That doesn't work. Eternal means has no beginning, no ending. So here we see ordained before 
the world before the ages. Hebrews 5, verse 6, As he also has said in another place, Thou art a priest for eternity after the order of Melchizedek. That could potentially work. However, we understand that the priesthood of Christ is for a temporary period of time until redemption is complete. Then he becomes the king. Matthew 13, verse 40, As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this eternity. The end of eternity? No, it doesn't work. The end of this age, period of time. All right, with that said, we are going to close this portion out as we look at these scriptures today. And tomorrow we'll look more in detail at uh, the other word, Ionios, and go through those scriptures and then begin to tie this together. So questions and feedback, feel free to send it. Prayer requests, feel free to send it. Um, with that said, we'll probably address some of the questions in uh, future broadcasts upon this subject. So once again, God bless you.